Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the match preview show. Yeah, it's a big game this weekend. I'm joined by Jay Pearson and Abigail Rudkin to talk about Liverpool versus Arsenal, absolute huge game at the top of the Premier League table. So I'm delighted I've got two of my favourite guests to chat about oh, the Reds sweet. with. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice yeah, mate. No, you're absolutely welcome. Man. No lies we're told. Um, Jay, before we even go into everything about this game, the, the, the tactics and the formations and the team, it is just a huge, huge game. I mean, by the time it kicks off, it could be that Aston Villa are top of the league, but Liverpool with a chance to go above them. It could be they definitely got a chance to go above Arsenal. Um, yeah. If you decide to any Liverpool fan, you've got a game at home a couple of days before Christmas, and if you win it, you'll be top of the league. Every single one of us will bit your hand off in the summer. It, it's just it is absolutely massive. This one, isn't it? Oh, I've, I, it's nice to be in this situation at Christmas. You know, this time last year we weren't in this situation, and we were like, right, what have we got to look forward to, type thing. So, yeah, mate, bit your hand off. Love it. Quarterfinals of the Carabao as well. You know, so it's 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 a good time at the minute. So let's keep it going. Absolutely, yeah. and, and that's the thing is absolutely because. We've, we've noticed in the past and I think we saw this a little bit last year as well there is something about Arsenal and Anfield that can kind of get to them a little bit you know they, they, were, they were all over Liverpool last season and then Liverpool made a couple of tweaks got back in the game and all, probably should have won it even yeah. off Ibu Canate missed from a yard in the last Salah missed the penalty Salah missed the penalty yeah. 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 It's, it's, so it's, it's been one of those but it does feel a little bit like a different Arsenal as well you feel like they've got a little bit more resilience they've made a couple of really good signings yeah. in particular Declan Rice who's added a, a little bit of steel to them not only is it a massive game for Liverpool it's almost a bigger game for Arsenal like to announce yourself if you go to Liverpool and you beat them or, and you perform well or you do well at Anfield it kind of I still think there are a couple of doubts about Arsenal's mentality I don't think anyone especially after last season when they kind of fell away mm-hmm. this is a chance for them to go right we are we mean business here Man City Man City have had a little bit of a wobble we're the favourites it's a huge game for them as well I think I think they'll be thinking more of it than we are to be honest I think they'll probably be going into it thinking if we win this then top of Christmas you know well as long as well they will be above well, they will Villa be, of yeah, course be, yeah. you know what I mean but at the end of the day 
it's a big game for us but we're still in a transitional period and I don't want to put too much on it for us like I wouldn't take a draw now though at Anfield no. against Arsenal because no if the crowd get behind them and I know obviously we'll probably talk about Klopp's comments then Arsenal seem to just crumble at Anfield I mean remember when Arteta was having a go at Klopp and straight away we all just got behind them then and I mean it's stuff like that that seems to get the crowd at Anfield to get behind you recently it's not always for the big games we don't seem to be up for it I understand what everyone was saying about the Man United game but it is a bigger game for Arsenal I think they'd take a draw now and we probably wouldn't I think from what I've seen from Arsenal fans online I've seen them say Absolutely. they'd draw massive. They, bite your hand off for a point of view yeah. there, now. Keep, keep the pool behind them mm-hmm. obviously City aren't playing they're, they're, they're away in the Club World Cup yeah. um, that's the other thing on this isn't it Jay is that Again, you don't want to look too far ahead, but Liverpool play two more games before Manchester City even kick a ball. There's a chance that Liverpool can, can you know, six points would take them to 44. City are only on 34. I know they have two games in hand, but a 10-point cushion on Man City, it'll put huge pressure on them as and when they retain. I think they retain with a, a rather tough game actually against Everton, who are in decent nick at the moment. That's another another thing that you've got to consider in this. You know, a chance to really put a bit of pressure on City, but for when they come back from from the Club World Cup my god look how far they put away from us like yeah. that, put that pressure on them as well not only Arsenal I, I'm one of those people mate, that I, I can't help but count and add points Yeah, yeah I'm I always looking at the table going oh forget another six there I'm, I'm the same mate I always do and anyone who says no no you've got to take each game as it comes yeah absolutely true but don't tell me you don't sit there and have a look at the table and go mate I know City's fixtures for the next two years that's yeah. what I mean so you're going to look so like I, I've going back to what you said there about the mentality they'll come back from the Club World Cup um, and they'll look at hopefully they'll look at the table and go oh my god Liverpool are far ahead now City have already got this thing at the minute that's h- hanging over about are they the team that they were last year and you know the treble hangover and this and the other which fingers crossed you know, hopefully they do have a treble hangover and this thing continues but we've just got to do our business mate because right now it's in it's in our hands so you keep winning your games then, then you're fine but it would be lovely come this Christmas period to be to have that 10 point gap the only thing that worries me is we had a very similar gap uh, in 2019 mm. and then it, we all know what happened yeah. there. But you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but <laughs> I can't help but get excited. It's Christmas and we could be 10 points clear of them. Absolutely. Mm. We've got to, to get past Arsenal first day, certainly, in this world. Oh, the yeah. interesting thing with, with Arsenal, really, <laughs> yeah. the interesting thing with Arsenal, I'm, I'm just looking back through some of their results from this season, Abby. So, away from home, it's worth mentioning against the bigger teams, they drew at Chelsea. They, I mean, got beat at West Ham. That was in the League Cup. They got beat at Newcastle. They got beat at Villa, and now they're coming to Anfield. So that is the if you're looking at Arsenal, thinking what what is the little you know maybe chink in the armour because they're in great form. You know yeah. they've won. I think they've won. I'm just, I'm just looking back at it now. I think they've won four of the last five. That defeat obviously coming at Villa, but they haven't they haven't quite proved to anyone yet that they can go away to the biggest of big grand. And to, to be honest. They're not the big, with all due respect to those teams, they're not City, they're not Liverpool, yeah. No. And, you know, they, okay, they, they couldn't beat Chelsea at their place, they couldn't beat Aston Villa the other day. They, got, they had a little bit of a wobble as well elsewhere, didn't they, at Newcastle as well. So that could be, potentially be something they have to go and prove that Liverpool could really play on that. Mm, if they get a win on Anfield, I'd say Arsenal could probably win the league there when you look at the way Man City are playing I'd say if they do beat us at home because you know with our records like at home we don't we don't get beat that's the thing when you look at it it's annoying that we even got that draw against Man United because we yeah. were on that many wins it really annoyed me when the graphic come up but if they, if they can beat us at home that's, that's it's a it's a bigger thing for them than it is for us like if they do beat us they're a great side and obviously I will be disheartened but not as much as I probably would have been in the past but for them for them it'd be absolutely massive massive mm. deal yeah, they, obviously, obviously 
did the, let's look at Arsenal first and Jamie before we talk about Liverpool and what they would do mm. they've had a week off which I think is worth mentioning mm. they beat West sorry, they beat Brighton last time out 2-0 and it, I know it took a while to get the second goal but it, but it felt like they were always that team that they played there they had Rea, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko Odegaard, Rice, Havertz, Saka Jesus, Martinelli um, it feels I'm, I'm just looking, going down to the bench it feels like that's probably going to be the team again you, you um, I can't really see anything else. I know they've look at the injury tables now as well. Um, they've got Vieira, Tomiyasu, Partey, probably still a doubt, Jorginho as well. It feels like that, that team... <laughs> Some of them players, it feels like it's 2004. El Nenny. Like Vieira, El Nenny and, Vieira. Yeah, yeah, wrong one. <laughs> wrong, wrong Vieira. Uh, thankfully, yeah. they haven't got that one. <laughs> it does feel like that's going to be the Arsenal team against a strong Arsenal team, but okay. it's, it's, it, still look, is there anything there that you think he's the main threat? I think Saka going up against Simicast might be yeah. the one. That's the that's where I'm looking with. I think the game could be turning Arsenal's favour that, that way because, you know, this is again no disrespect to Simicast, but you know, in terms of levels and confidence and stuff, it could be that. You know, but we could end up isolating Saka in, in a different in a different way anyway, depending on how the midfield sets up. So that's for me is a key area of the field from Arsenal's perspective. Don't get me wrong, I think Martinelli's great. Um, you know, Azus is great, but I think we've got the quality in the centre half to to nullify them and especially if we can win those midfield battles as well we'll stop the the supply to them so but it's it's that Saka Simicast battle that's going to be interesting for me on the other side as well you've got Martinelli um, mm. against probably against Trent I'm guessing Trent plays at right back there's, that isn't fair there's still a chance he plays in midfield but that'll be Arsenal's way of trying to get out I think Abby, they've, they've done that in the past they'll try and get the ball off on an early to Saka and Martinelli against Liverpool and yeah. try and pin them high so both our full backs probably Trent and Costas are going to have to be on the game yeah Trent does get targeted in games like this and at the end of the day we're sort of playing them in a, in a different way now so they probably will go down that side a lot more than they usually would so I mean, at the at the end of the day, I, I, I think Trent might probably possibly play in a midfield position. I don't know. It just depends how much of a risk Klopp wants to take because he could go back to that sort of like traditional, let's just be solid in this game, you know what I mean? But I don't really think Klopp's the type to maybe not take risks. I, I not. don't know. No, no you'll, you'll always mm. be on the front foot. It, it is interesting, Jay, we'll talk Liverpool in a moment and how they might match up. But what Arsenal have had, they've been, they use Kai Havertz almost like a little midfielder recently. And because mm. how good Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard have been, they've been able to, they've been able to do it. I do wonder if he's willing to do it again in this type of game. Can you go to Ars? Can you go to Anfield away? Rice will play loads of guys will play that. There's no doubt about that. That third midfielder for them will kind of show Michal Arteta's yeah. Not bravery, but like what his plans are. Have it would be a very attacking move. Um, he's got other options in there as well. You know, potentially a, a trossard. I don't know, but it does feel like. If it's going to be Havertz, that's a very attacking Arsenal. They're going to come to the pool and have a, have a go. Yeah, of course, mate. And they'll have confidence from the way they played there last season. And that will still be in their minds because they'll, in the in Arsenal fans' minds, like, well, we should have won that game. And this and that, and that's where we lost the league, blah, blah, blah. They will take the confidence from that, but they'll also know that they're playing up against a completely different Liverpool from the one that, that was at Anfield last season because we had pretty much and yeah it was a, it was a long shot we were making the top four uh, especially after that game but it was still a long shot anyway but coming back to it they have a very very strong midfield but it, again it is it is that attacking where Rice does let does go forward more as an unorthodox DM so there's that, that space in behind that's where we can sort of win the midfield battle but we've got to get our midfield right and that's what I'm worried about because I, I made a good point if you're going to stick Trent in midfield 
I wouldn't be bothered because then Gomez is at right back and I'm, I'll, mm. be, I'll be the way Gomez has been playing at right back I, I think I'm very confident with him you can feel him. a goal in coming from him soon he'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll score the goal to win us the so title good. or something yeah. you know you can just feel that. it a little winner of the weekend yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing going back to Arsenal and I said this before Man United and Liverpool didn't really make the most of it Abby, but like there's pressure on their goalkeeper too. Their goalkeeper situation's a bit mad. Mm. Raya and Ramsdale. He's gone with Raya. I think I personally think that's yeah. right. I think Raya is probably better than Ramsdale. But he's hardly been infallible either. Now Liverpool had this with Onana and he didn't really make the most of it. You know, he, he isn't a great goalkeeper. He had one really bad one in the first half that he got away with. Other than that, Liverpool didn't test them. He's got a very good back two in front of him. You know, Gabriel and Saliba are both excellent. They really mm. are. But if you can there is something in that Raya thing where you'd hope to try and make a little bit more of that play on him than he did on it. Onana because they made it quite easy for him and he was he went into Anfield under pressure Raya's under pressure every time he plays every time he makes a mistake the camera pans to Aaron Ramsdale and vice versa Arteta's made this issue hopefully Liverpool can actually take advantage of that yeah that was one thing that was doing me head in about the Onana thing at the Man United game like he, he's, he's terrible in my opinion and we weren't capitalising on it you could see Nunes was trying a little bit but at the end of the day he was just he was kicking the ball out most of the time the moment he was taking a goal kick and you can sort of with, with Raya's performances he and like you've said about the whole thing with Ramsdale, there is this competition there, and you would be if you were in if you were in between the posts there, you'd be flapping it, thinking if I make one mistake here, I could lose my place, and maybe there is a bit of pressure on him there. And if you're coming up against the like of likes of Darwin Nunes and Salah, then you might be feeling the pressure. Mm, but yeah. I'm hoping Mo can sort of go into it and sort of take advantage of that because he. He's just not. He's not impressing me recently. I mean, I love Mo, and it doesn't matter. He can score so many goals, even when he's had a terrible game. But I'm hoping this can be the game for Mo, where he can sort of capitalise on that score, quite a few goals, hopefully. I'm hoping. Who's, yeah. He's probably going to be up against Jay yeah. to, to round up on the Arsenal. He's literally said Salah's the hardest player to play against. Like he's admitted himself in interviews and stuff. It's, it's Salah's just like it's almost impossible. So he's, he's there, and then he's gone, and he's, he has had success against Sinchenko in the past, albeit for City as well. But mm. um, that could be one where Liverpool go right again. You, you're looking at a very strong team, but how, how are we going to get at them? Liverpool, again, it's, it depends what Mo turns up, he has been a little bit off the boil, but he, again, he's another one who he, he would fancy his chances against Sinchenko because he knows he's done it before. Yeah, he knows you better than him, but Arsenal as a back five, they are very, very good. But yeah, when Rice sits in front of them. Yeah, they're, they're so solid. And that, again, that worries me a little bit because I just think we've done okay against the so-called bigger sides this season and I'm really pleased with the record they've got. But just the way where we are at the minute, there's a small part of my brain that just goes because straight away from the United game, you could I you could call it from the first half an hour it was going to be a nil nil because you just the frustration and things which weren't working and we're up against a much much better side in Arsenal. So yeah, it's not going to be cut and dry, mate. But that that is definitely an avenue for the side. How do you think Arteta approaches it? Because we saw um, Ten Hag come and basically park a bus. And then say, but we'll hit you on the counter, and it nearly worked. You know, yeah. very nearly worked. He had a couple. Of, they probably had the better opportunities on on the break. Arteta has come to Anfield before and tried to do it. He, he done it in the League Cup and got a nil nil. We we just went and won the second leg at their place. He's also come and tried to play. And last season he was two nil up when he tried to play. So it both have worked. I wonder how he sees himself in terms of how he sets his team up because that, that will play a huge part in this if he comes in as a game they've got every chance of beating us but they've also got every chance of getting exposed if they go down the Man United route they're probably better on the counter staff than United would be so he, he has got both options open to him how do you see him going? I, well I've seen what, what I've said earlier when they said about they'll take a draw I think Arteta in his mind is like you know, he'll have a quiet word in his little in his little room with his assistants going do you know what if we get a draw that's a great result for us so I think there's going to be a good period of the game where Arsenal will sit back that might be the first 
20 minutes, half an hour, because they'll see the way Palace did it against us. They'll see the way United did it against us, albeit West Ham didn't do it against us, but a completely different competition. But they can see that we do struggle against that type of play. So I do reckon it'll, it'll, it'll go reserved. Yeah. for the first half an hour do you think the same one? yeah I agree completely they might take the Man United route and like what you've just said if they get us on the break then they're going to be a lot more clinical in that so yeah, we'll see, how, they, we'll see how, how they pan out we'll talk about Liverpool and how we're going to set up in a moment a bit of indie stuff as well we, haven't, we, are, we are recording this rather before the press conference but there's a couple of things that we already know so we'll try and pick a Liverpool team predict the game in a moment before we do we've got our latest Legends prize draw to give away that Diogo Jota post that you can see right there Read it. Yeah, come on, Jake, get that for us. If you're listening, it's a lovely Diogo Jota poster. Um, that will be on its way to one of our Redmen Plus Legend subscribers. We're going to give it away now. Um, today, I'm just looking at my watch again. I always have to do it, I always forget what day it is. It's the 22nd, so there's still three more prizes to give away, including a programme signed by Jamie Carragher and a shirt signed by Ubu Kanate. So if you want to get involved in those last three prize draws, redmenplus.com, join as a Legend subscriber, whether it's for a year or just for a month, and get yourselves in the hat. Right then, shall we spin the wheel and see who's going to win this lovely, lovely Diogo Jota post? I'm going to do it right right now so congratulations well done and we'll send the poster to you it is Diesel okay just like 90s 90s wrestler Diesel Kevin Nash well done Kevin Nash there you go that's straight over your head I just thought of Vin Diesel you thought of Vin Diesel another famous Diesel me and Jay thought of 90s wrestlers he thought of modern day act that's the age difference between us congratulations Diesel yeah Kevin it's on its way to you my friend yeah two more draws we'll do the next ones in and around the Arsenal game and then the final one we'll draw on Boxing Day for the Burnley game so get yourselves involved um, can't wait to see you over there if you sign up by the way over at redmenplus.com whether it's a legend or a captain you get our latest docu-series comes out Christmas Eve part one part two Christmas Day the man to my right has been working hard on it uh, top 50 sorry let me get the title right the, the, the fifth the, the greatest 50, the 50 greatest Liverpool signings of all time that was easy for me to say the 50 greatest Liverpool I was going to say the greatest 50 the 50 greatest is better potato potato no no you've done it better the 50 greatest <laughs> Liverpool signings of all time a countdown over 7,000 Liverpool fans voted on who the best signings this football club have ever made we'll be part, counting down top 50 so part Part one, Christmas Eve will be 50 to 26. Part two, Christmas Day, 25 to 1. Get yourselves involved in it as well. Some shocks, some <laughs> mad names. The yeah. top is so competitive, it's a joke. Like Honestly, I'd say any of the top 10 had a realistic chance of being top one. That's how strong yeah, yeah. it's been. So It's been yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's been very interesting putting it together. But uh, yeah, do you know what? The, one of the great things about it is the reactions from the people we've interviewed for it. Um, and again, there's... So we've spoken before about a bit of an age difference. You know, we've we've had older generation of fans in it. We've had younger generation of fans in it, and it is it is really funny. It's it's good. It's a really good thing if I do say so myself. Well, yeah, mate, you've done a good job on that. One. So yeah, come and get yourselves involved on Red Men Push, and you'll be uh, you'll be able to watch that on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Sneak off for a little hour, get away from the madness, or sit down and watch it with all your family and all the Reds. I love these countdown shows. Christmas Eve, I used to always watch like the top fifty Christmas films or top yeah, fifty yeah, songs. You know, I love yeah. all that, mate. So yeah, I'm sure it'll go down well. We've done top fifty Liverpool players the Premier League era a couple of years ago the reaction was really really strong to that one so I'm hoping you guys enjoy this one too Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is Plush Care Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right then, let's, um, let's talk about the Reds, Jay. As it stands, I'll be waiting again. To clarify, Jürgen hasn't had this press conference yet. It's later this afternoon. It is what it is. We can't do nothing about that. Um, we know there's no Matip. We know there's no Robertson. We're pretty sure there's no McAllister. He got ruled out the other day until after yeah. Christmas. Probably Gravenberg is on teetering on the edge. Jota, there's an outside chance, but we're not too sure. And obviously, no Thiago and Bacetic, so they're almost mm-hmm. certainties at this point. Um Liverpool, he does still have options. It's worth mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. And Liverpool are coming off the back of a very good performance in midweek, where a couple of lads really, really stood. You know, if Jürgen's based purely on performance, there's a couple of lads you played on Wednesday. You think you know what? You more than deserve to play. It's going to be fascinating how he balances the minutes that he just played on Wednesday, but also loads of those lads played really well. And if, if he's in, into momentum and rhythm like he always is, he'd have every right to pick loads of them as well. Yeah, definitely. And I was really surprised at the team on Wednesday. Only for a certain couple of players, but overall, I was really pleased at how many of those players got minutes. Like even when we went two 0 up, he start, he made changes immediately, and I was a little bit shocked because I thought, well, two 0 still a little bit of a dodgy scoreline, especially if West Ham go and get one, which they did, but it was you know it was three by then. So I saw the confidence he had, but you could see that he wanted to give minutes into the legs of the lads because we we spoke about this, didn't we, on the the, the, the previous show the other day with Sam, and we used to play two games a week, and sometimes having a full week off can be detriment to you you know you're not in that rhythm in there and, and whatsoever but you know you look at Zobber's lie he played brilliantly he needed a performance like that um, he gets himself a goal which was great we, we've already mentioned Joe Gomez he was absolutely brilliant again Endo didn't do a bad job either Mo gets a goal you know it was it, there's a lot of positive going into the, into the lineup, um, and I'm quite happy with, with whatever situation he picks suppose I'll be let, let's start picking a the team then so the first change on, we know that was okay Alisson comes back in. Yeah. Uh, Van Dijk plays. Timakas plays. Yeah. He's got two. He's got two things to do here. It's who plays centre back next to Van Dijk, and then it's who plays right back. Trent will play. It's just whether he plays at right back in midfield. I personally think Trent stays. I think he'll put him at right back. The fact yeah, that he took Endo off into the game the other day suggests yeah. he's probably going to start again. 
Would you agree? Do you think Ten yeah, Stag is I don't think he takes that risk in this game, to be honest. If it's, an op- it's an option to move him in there later in the game if they want him to, like they've done before. That's probably what we will do, but not to start it off. Definitely not. You'll probably see Canate and, and um, Trent. Ibu, you thinking Yeah, that? I think, I'm thinking Ibu, to be honest. I yeah. mean, Quanta's great, don't get me wrong. Like, Gomez is in good form. Gomez as well. is in good form. <laughs> yeah. I think if I was gonna if I was gonna play Gomez, I'd probably want him at right back though, to be honest. I quite like seeing the way he's moving down mm. down that side at the minute. Yeah. Definitely. Even the way he's whipping in balls and stuff like I've never seen him do before. I, I I'm appreciating it a lot more because to be honest, I was one of those people last season that sort of had him written off right. and thought he'd definitely be gone. But now I'm I am I am really impressed with him at the minute. But I do see Trent. Trent does get the start. This is a really big game and I, I just don't see him putting him in midfield yeah, you don't want to mess around away. with it too much do you no. yeah. I suppose Good the fact that, that he, he, he split Van Dijk and Canate's minutes the other day yeah. once played the whole game probably suggests that was always, the plan was always I mean, was always going to be Ibu. yeah again I wouldn't, like, be, I wouldn't I be shocked yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if you play Kwanzaa I probably would be a little bit surprised actually but I'd be fine with it yeah our very own Ben Kelly um, tweeted yesterday a really good point about you got to the point now with Kwanzaa that yes he's still young and he still needs experience and all that but if he was starting a game we've just said it we'd be alright I'm fine with it you know what I mean because it's like well it is what it is you know hopefully we don't have another centre back crisis like we did a few years ago but if you know say that happened again Kwanzaa starts to start every game you're fine with it same way we got to the point where Nat Phillips when he was coming in you were like oh sound He's so, well better than that Phillips though. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and do you know what? It might be, do you know what, Kwanzaa? You've earned your bloody stripes, mate. Get in there. Yeah. It's a good game for him. You know, yeah. it's, he needs to be playing these big I games. Reckon he, I reckon he starts Burnley. Yeah, he de- definitely starts that game. But I'd, again, you go with what you know, tried and tested. Ibu and Van Dyke have a good partnership. And like Abby said, you need that stability. So let's just keep it. Agreed. Let's talk on midfield then. Do we all agree Endo starts, given the fact that he went off the other day and there's no other number six in the team? Yeah. Probably yeah, Endo. So. Yeah. I think he's starting to improve. It was really good. It was good against United. Yeah, I'm fine. He started doing the like. I know he still gets caught in possession a little bit, and that's absolutely fine. But he started doing the dirty, nitty gritty things now, and I really, really like that about him. And I've seen his attitude when it's late in the game, and he's sort of like doing a bit more of a cynical foul. Mm. You know, he's taking a card and stuff. So I'll be happy with if he starts. Even the way he moves the ball forward at times, it's just not something I was expecting from him. So I I can appreciate it, and I'd be happy with him. He'll be the trigger for for their press. they'll do what I think Palace did a few teams have tried to yeah. so if he plays well they've got a chance Tom says yeah I like Endo he does the simple things well and yeah that's kind of what he yeah. is he's a backup rotational player that's what you want from him just don't let us down I think and he hasn't he's been, he's been strong don't let us down stop us like plays yes yeah interesting um, we had a comment here a, a super chat from Ryan do you think we could see Sobosly on the right and Salad up front I don't think so I think Sobosly stays easy we'd say right hand side of him if he'll free yeah, yeah just, he, he can be more effective though. I wouldn't want to see him out wide I agree I mean the, the only argument would be comment, the only argument would be abs Elliot's been brilliant yeah. and like, he might be due one and if he starts that's probably where he wants to play and then you just shift Sobosly out the way for him well Elliot's probably had more consistently good performances recently yeah. for me to be honest Sobosly has been off the boil He's, I mean I know he played well against West Ham but Elliot has consistently had all the energy yeah. mm. he's got a great link up with Salah there, there is an argument there but 
the thing with Harvey is when you see that he's coming off the bench, you think, oh, here we go, something could happen here. And I don't think the same thing about Sabozlai. I sort of think he's probably better off as a starting player. So yeah. I think he probably will start Sabozlai and then maybe bring Harvey on. But I do feel sorry for him for that because yeah, he probably does deserve the start after the way he's been he, playing. He could yeah. start them both, Jay. He can easily shift one of them over to the other side. If Sabozlai can easy shift over to them, he can play anywhere. He can. Yeah, he, he can. can. Earlier can do, but. But then, what do you do about Curtis Jones? Well, I was going to say the other option there is Curtis, Gravenberch, Elliot. Yeah. You can make an argument if Gravenberch is fit. You can make an Jones was the best player the other day, and Elliot was probably the second best player. Yeah. So if you want to, they're both in good nick. If Endo plays Sobos, like plays, who do you think Jürgen goes as the third option? If he's fit, I think he goes Gravenberch, and that's no slight on Jones or Elliot because they were, like you just said, they were brilliant, but. I just think what Gravenberts gives you where he gives you the long legs, he gives you those tackles, he gives you that bit of stability. You know, there's we spoke about Wijnaldum, the way he shields the ball and the way, you know, Kenny Alglish used to shield the ball. I see that in Gravenberts as well and I like that. So again, if he's fit, I, I do think he's in contention. But, you know, I'm always the type of person in the heart where you just think you've got to reward people for good, good performances and Curtis Jones did have a good performance. So again, we're talking here and you go, well, if it's that, I'm not bothered. Well, if it's that, I'm not bothered. I think it'll be Jones. Yeah, I do. I 100% think it'll be Jones. He's into it. I'd, I'd probably want to see Jones more. I think, yeah, I think if you want a mad type of game, Gravenberg probably plays into that. I think if you want to get on the ball and control it, which I think Liverpool will, Jones is the man yeah. for that. He, he, if, if anything, sometimes he does it too much where he gets, he gets a, a little bit slow on the ball, but he does offer you that semblance of control as well. And he was brilliant. Like, I think it'll be I think it'll be Curtis. Again, we don't even know okay. Gavin Bates. Fitness-wise, we'll see where he is. But again, I feel so harsh on Harvey Elliott because, like, honestly, yeah. he's got he's been brilliant. He has been fa- he's been fantastic. He's probably been the, I think he's been the best player in the last few weeks. Yeah, he's definitely. Oh, Him and Van Dijk have been less, and maybe cost us to be fair. But they, they them two have been like consistently really really strong. He'll be gutted, but I guess if if the sweetening is well, Harvey, you're going to start at Burnley. You might be all right. We we'll get off the bench in this one. Start at Burnley. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of them. I mean, we're having a conversation about every player going. Oh, he's been great, and he's been great. He's not been like, right. We've got the starting eleven. Who would we figure we're going to bring on? Which yeah, there's, one, there's know? no one I'd see in that midfield that I'd be disheartened yeah. by. To well, be honest, that, that, that's it. Is, is there a mad gap post out where he throws all four of them in? Oh. I think the only way that could happen is if Jota was on the bench because you'd want one them on the bench. Oh, I miss Jota so much. Yes, yeah, so I. I love him. <laughs> I just old school finishing. That's where I am. But yeah, he's great. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't see Gapco starting in midfield. Do you see him starting up front? I do. Centre forward. Yes. Salah plays right. Yeah. Here's the, here's the question. Then I'll come to you first on this, AJ. So Diaz comes off the bench. Uh, Darwin plays the entire game. We saw a completely different Liverpool attack with Nunes on the left. Um, I know it was Elliot on the right for a while, then it was Salah a bit later on. Gakpo down the middle. Mm-hmm. It did, is that the manager just getting lads games or is that the manager working on something? I think he's working on something. And it's a mad shout, but I would love to see Nunes playing on, from the left-hand side. From the really, start? Yes. And the reason why is because when, when we were at the games two years ago when we were watching Benfica, I was sat in the main stand for the Benfica game and he was up and down and he absolutely saw as a new one. He was brilliant and he was brilliant away as well playing on that left-hand side and I think the way he makes his runs cutting in and the diagonals, I think he'd be a much more effective player. Plus it allows Gapco to get in the game because he likes to bring the ball in from midfield as well. So it gives you that extra bit of a triangle. So for me, I would love to see Nunes on the left-hand side at some point. That's no disrespect to Diaz, but 
I would just love to see it. I suppose, Abby, as well. I, I know it's a different Arsenal and you can't judge people by previous years, etc., etc. But Arsenal always struggle with Firmino dropping into that hole all the time. Mm. The closest thing we've got to that is Gakpo. If Nunes is up front, he isn't. He's probably offside. And if he's not, he's running the other way. Gakpo does do the dropping in thing and make it. If Liverpool want to go back to how they used to attack with someone dropping in and two fast lads either side yeah. of him, then it, it does make sense for Gakpo to play centre forward. And again, he had another good game at the weekend. He got taken off as well, so maybe they're looking after him. I don't know, but how do you see it going in the attack? What would you do? You've you've sort of convinced me on the Gakpo thing and putting Nunes down there, but I still see him starting Diaz on the left. I, I just don't see him budging from it. I think it's it's very much as tried and tested at the minute with Nunes down the middle and Salah on the right. Obviously, there's no arguing that one. Yeah. I just don't see him moving away too much in this game. And you know, I, I, that's another thing. Gakpo's finally started to improve, in my opinion. And. I'd probably be happier to see him come off the bench and I think like you have said if Jota's sat there on the bench then maybe maybe we'll do something where he puts them all on but I, I, with Jota being touch and go I don't think he takes any any mm. risks there to be honest I think he plays it stable yeah. as stable as he can yeah. a comment here from Spirit Nunes should be on the left he gets more involved what it does what Nunes on the left allows him Jay is like I think he's getting better at the hold up stuff and he is, he's, he is you know, but but his, his skill set isn't with his back to goal. It's not why we bought him. His, his skill set is he is running with the ball, getting involved, getting in the box, creating chances. He's done it yeah. all the time, by the way, Darwin. I know he's done everyone's heads and he hasn't scored for a while, but he has constantly been involved. Yeah. I do wonder what the manager sees because he, he did look after Lewis Diaz. He hardly kicked, he hardly kicked the ball. They came on very late on. He seems to have liked them. Tom says in the comments he'd rather play Diaz. Diaz has been a bit indecisive. He's had a bad few weeks, says Ryan as well. So it, it has been one of those with Diaz where. Since he come back, he, he peaks and troughs a little bit. Mm, yeah. What would you do? Oh well, I'll go first. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, I, yeah, I would go Nunes on the left, and and Gakpo front. I think with Nunes, if he's on the left hand side, you can time his runs a little bit better in terms because he's always finding himself offside. And I think you know when you're looking both ways when you're in the middle, it's hard to, to judge. So if he's on the left, he might be able to time it a little bit better because yeah. I know that's what he wants to do. He play, plays on the shoulder, doesn't he? So that might help him a little bit, but. Like, I th- like when we bought him I thought that's what we were buying him for because I thought right well it's going to be the Mane sort of replacement you know what I mean I thought that's what we were buying him for um, in, in that in that sense with, with, with Diaz but again I'd love to see Nunez on left but I, it's like, it's like Ab said even if he starts with Diaz, Nunez and Salah I'm happy with that as well they'll all be on the pitch at some point because he does get his chances Nunez doesn't he he does yeah. get those chances just he might be away. starting to feel the pressure now a bit though because you can sort of feel people are starting to yeah. he could have done with yeah. that one not in the post he could have yeah, do you know what if that was a winning people would have obviously not this been criticising them you know what I mean I thought so. he was good the other day I thought in general Ryan here with a comment says Gomez at 22 to 1 anytime score is a banker <laughs> I would want 220 to 1 Joe <laughs> Gomez has played like 300 games and never <laughs> scored them odds 22 yeah. to, they're stinky odds he's never scored a goal like it probably was but they saw him run into the box on Wednesday put the bucket of short yeah. and that going oh he, he knows where the box he is like, now. he was like Roberto Carlos at one point he was <laughs> sladdling for new players on the left back position right then you guys in the comments as you're watching live now do let me know your score predictions for the game we'll get to them oh. in a second it's a massive game guys um, and I'm going to before we get your guys predictions as well just want to look at the Premier League table and the fixtures so first of all as we know Arsenal are top we're second currently Villa are third City aren't playing then you've got Tottenham Newcastle United in terms of the fixtures for the Premier League come away from that sector while I find these I don't want to uh, I think I'll, 
I've heard, I don't want to let everyone see. I'm going back on my brows, and I always get worried what I want to be going to pop up. Uh, so I find the Premier League fixtures. We know for there's a very good chance, uh, Jay, that Aston Villa win tonight at time recording. You'd be shocked if they don't. They're at home yeah. and Sheffield United. So there's a very good chance that Aston Villa are the top, which is fair play to fair them. Good, like, yeah, and that's probably going to happen. But it's the second time I've seen that in my lifetime. United go to West Ham. At this stage. Tottenham host Everton. Not easy games for any of those teams as well. And you've got Forest with a new no now in charge against Bournemouth. Fulham, Burnley, Luton, Newcastle. It'll be interesting to see how Newcastle get on away from home there after getting knocked out of the cup in midweek. And you've got Wolves versus Chelsea as well on Christmas Eve, which is mad that there's footy on Christmas Eve. Anyway, mm. um, But in terms of our rivals, one isn't one of title rivals. We're playing one. One isn't playing... And then Villa, they've got a game that you'd probably expect them yeah, to yeah. win. It feels yeah. like it's probably Villa are going to win, and then one of us are going to drop points. It just it's going to be you. That's what we're looking at really in terms of title race. I'm guessing yeah. if you want to include Spurs, who are only a point behind City, Everton at home isn't a bad laugh for them either. Not at all. On the way, Everton have a little bit of resurgence recently, minus the cup. Um, you know, so you never know uh, with that. Um, mate, honestly, I. I <sighs> I always back Liverpool. Um, I'm go- I'm going to go for a, a boring old school nineties two one, because I just I can't see. I'll take a one nil at, at this point. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. But I just, yeah. I'm just one nil one one nil two one. That's what I'm going for. I read loads out there quickly. Yo Cool's gone five one. Lee guy's gone nice. three two. Tom's gone for a one nil. Ryan says three two. It's going to be navy. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Jeremy's gone for a two nil. Uh, Hadith's gone for three-one, two-one to Fiend. Not, not many. I like that. There's not much, not too much negativity in it. Yeah. What are you thinking, Abs? I was gonna say three-three. Absolute oh. thriller. Yeah. Oh. A Christmas oh. cracker. Oh, Christmas yeah. cracker. Yeah. That'd oh, be some God. game now. Yeah. Villa are definitely gonna win, and then we'll probably be looking at Villa at the Villa top of Christmas. Christmas is a, is a story. Emery's still saying like, "Oh no, we're going for the Europa League." He keeps continuing to say it, and I'm like, mm, "Surely a little bit of hope creeping the, into the, the you." Less the vibes. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah dilly ding, dilly dong. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was like, "Oh no, we're just trying to stay up." But you're having the lead by ten points on Cardio. Like, like, stop lying. I know. But yeah, the yeah. thing is, if you build it up too much, you look stupid if it if that ever drops off. And so there's I, I there's no pressure. Why put pressure? Enjoy it. I think Villa are probably the best team in the league at the minute. Like on form, probably them, them and Alec, they really have been. They've been fantastic. But I, how nice is it for the league, though? The fact that you know, the, the, it's not a change in the guard. It's just like it's di- there's different teams getting in on it. You know what I mean? When Steven Gerrard was at Villa, you, you wouldn't have predicted that within a couple of years. Well, the last time I think Aston Villa probably posted Sheffield United was that game when the goal line technology broke and Villa nearly got relegated. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, fast yeah. forward a couple of years or whatever, yeah. and Sheffield United are. Bottom and Villa at the top of the league. Like how fortunes change. Like if Last. that goal is given, who knows? It's yeah. mad, you know. Yeah. Butterfly effect and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But that's where we found ourselves. Right then, um, three all for Abby, two one for Jay. I really, really think we can win, but I think we're going to draw one one. Okay. I think it's a better result for Arsenal. Liverpool. It's not the end of the world. No. But yeah, I, mean, I hope and I hope I hope massively wrong on that one. But I just feel like a bit of a stalemate. I think Arsenal might make yeah. it a bit of a stalemate, and it just suits them for to be a stalemate. They get to Anfield, still ahead of Liverpool. Get Anfield away, you're still ahead of Liverpool in the league. I think they bite your hand off. City bite your hand off for that one all as well. Cost it um, But that's why I'm edging, but I hope I'm wrong. Uh, guys, thank you very thank much you. for joining us. Like I say, guys, do get involved in all of our amazing content here on the YouTube channel, on the podcast series, and over on redmenplus.com. The watch along this weekend, yes, Saturday afternoon, of course. Join me and Errol in the studio for the entire game, all the post-game stuff, all the pre-game stuff as well. We'll see you all there. Take care. The best there is 
Best of us. The best there ever will be. Ooh, okay. Is he the 50th best signing of all time? They'll tell you that they're the best player. He's the best player they ever played with. Famous photos of him being carried off and stuff, and that was that was what he left everything on the pitch. Shankly 2.0 and what happened, you know, maybe we see today with what Klopp's trying to do with his 2.0. How can he be this good? He's so much better than everybody else that's ever played the position. Yeah, OK, fine, fine. I mean... <laughs> they shouldn't be ahead of Sunez in the, in the back end order. 47,000 people wanted to pay him a pound a week to stay. That tells you all you need to know about what we thought of that guy at that moment in time. He should be a lot higher. Yeah, world class. I think, I think world class. Quite clearly, who am I to question the both? He was astonishing. You know, his, his ability, his agility was just um, second to none. Oh, have I forgiven him yet? He, did be, he, he might be in my top ten, that's how much love I've got for him. I've done more for Liverpool than at the moment. Am I in this list?